Welcome to Renovo Through Time, episode number one. This podcast is made possible by a Clinton County Tourism and Recreation Grant. For the latest on our area's culture, events, recreation, places to stay, and dining, check out the Clinton County Visitors Bureau at clintoncountyinfo.com. from? We are often asked. I'm from Renovo, we say with a smile. And then the conversation begins. Imagine that there is this place. It's remote, quiet, almost too quiet for some, just off Interstate 80, smack dab in the middle of Pennsylvania. The minute you take the off-ramp, you're in it. All around you are mountains carpeted in green in the summer and a blazing array of color in the fall. You are taken in by the coolness of the air feeding out of the hollows of the hills as you travel north along the Bucktail Scenic Byway following the west branch of the Susquehanna River. A well-worn path traveled by the Lenny Lenape and Iroquois, pioneers seeking fortune, and families looking to carve out a home in the wilderness. Along the banks of the river are cuts and scars left from the great log drives of the late 1800s when millions of white pine, spruce, and hemlock logs flooded the river in the spring on the way to Mills in Lock Haven and Williamsport. Crisscrossing the river is today's descendant of the Philadelphia and Erie Railroad that was once home to the Flyer, a passenger train that ran twice a day between Buffalo and Philadelphia, stopping at towns just long enough to pick up business people, travelers, and families excited about a shopping trip in the big city. You are minutes away from a small town called Runovo. It is the hub of activity for people living in the villages and small communities that are tucked into the valleys and on tops of the hills of western Clinton County. Our podcast, Renova Through Time, is about this town, its history, its allure, and its promise as a place to find peace and quiet, adventure, and renewal. We hope you will enjoy listening to our stories as they are read and told by retired teachers like Martha Sykes and Charlie Barnum, local historians Wayne Short and Lou Bernard, and authors Bernie Green and Bees O'Brien. If you are from Renovo, have ever been to the area, have a camp in the area, or live here, you own this. It's your heritage. For those who are so far away that you may never visit in person, but enjoy listening to stories about small towns, history, and folklore, this is yours to own and enjoy as well. Welcome to Renovo, Pennsylvania. We are very happy to introduce Shintown native and retired Renovo elementary teacher Martha Sykes as one of our narrators. In this episode, Martha sets the scene for Renovo's beginning through the writing of J. Milton Fury. (laughs) 
In this episode, we introduce J. Milton Fury, an educator who wrote about the early history of Clinton County. His book, Historical and Biographical Work Past and Present of Clinton County, was published in 1892. It is available online as a free ebook listed under Google Books and can be found at Renova Library and the Annie Helen Bake Library in Lock Haven. Following is an excerpt from Fury's account telling of events leading up to the establishment of Renova. About the year 1825, William Baird left Jersey Shore and with his canoe loaded with provisions and a few household goods pushed his way up the Susquehanna and settled on the bank of the river 28 miles west of Lock Haven. He found there a rude dwelling that had been built several years before his arrival and in it he made his home. A few years after this he married Margaret Stout and the couple were soon surrounded by a family of sons and daughters, who by their industry and perseverance on reaching manhood and womanhood, made the spot, selected by their father, a beautiful and fertile farm. They continued to cultivate the farm until the lumbering interests of the region became a source of profit. The young men then turned their attention to the new industry and were amply rewarded for their labor. When the resources of the section became known to men of wealth, they decided to construct a railroad through the valley. With them to think was to act, and in 1847 several preliminary surveys were made, and ten years later the projected road from Sunbury to Erie was started, and in 1862 the whistle of the locomotive first awoke the echoes of the valley. The old inhabitants of the place hailed this event with joy, as all felt it was the opening of a new era of prosperity. They felt that it would enable them to obtain not only the comforts, but the luxuries of life. The railroad was rapidly pushed on to Erie, and as trade and travel sought the convenience of this thoroughfare, substantial workshops became a necessity and the P&E Railroad Company decided to locate their shops on the plateau upon which was the homestead farm of William Baird. At this juncture, several influential capitalists organized the P&E Land Company. The said company then purchased the Baird farm and conveyed all that part of it lying north of the railroad to the P&E Railroad Company, who at once set to work erecting their extensive shops for the accommodation of the growing interests of the road. The roundhouse was the first building commenced. The foundation upon which it stands was laid in August 1863. The work was carried on under the supervision of H.R. Campbell. Skillful and energetic mechanics and laborers were in great demand and they came in scores from all parts of the country. The work did not stop until the machine shops, storehouses, offices, wood departments, etc. were completed. The buildings were all built of brick, many of which were made on the ground. About this time, the railroad was completed to Erie, 
and the site upon which the town of Renova now stands was made the eastern terminus of the middle division. J.J. Lawrence was the first superintendent. He resigned the position in 1865. A.M. Cleveland was the first trainmaster in Renova. William H. Ginter, the first train dispatcher, and F. Patrican, the first express and ticket agent. Harry Alford, as engineer, brought the first passenger train from the east, and W.L. Foster, as engineer, brought the first one from the west. He also ran the first engine into the roundhouse. The railroad station was finished in the latter part of 1865, and the Renova house erected in 1869 and attached to the station. The hotel and station both stand on ground set apart for the purpose by the land company when they laid out the town. The land belonging to the hotel includes the site upon which the old Baird dwelling stood. Martha will continue Fury's account of Renovo's origin shortly. We pause here to listen to a story that comes from local Native American lore. If there is a myth, monster, or mystery to be tracked down, Lou Bernard is hot on its trail. Lou is a local historian who has spent a lifetime investigating the people, places, creatures, and events that compose the colorful side of our local history. In this episode, Lou introduces us to the Swamp Angel. Present-day North Bend once was the big community in Chapman Township, and at that time in the 1800s, before Renova was founded, it was called Young Woman's Town. This came from an old legend of a young woman who drowned in the swamp. Native American woman. Now, there are many varieties on this legend, a lot of different aspects, but what they all seemed to agree was she was grieving for a lost boyfriend at the time and she was killed and drowned in the swamp. Now, one version that I heard was called the Swamp Angel, and that is what she became. Supposedly, even to this day, if you go out to North Bend, you find the correct swamp. If you need help and you go into the swamp and ask, the Swamp Angel will appear and help you with whatever is the problem. Now, as the Swamp Angel can't leave the swamp, she may only be good for moral support. But, all these years later, it is said that the spirit of that drowned young woman is still there, still haunting this area. Thank you, Lou. Now we return to Martha and more of Fury's story about Renovo's beginning. In 1864, Major G.J. Ball, an enterprising member of the P&E Land Company, was made agent for the said company. He offered lots for sale upon such easy terms that they sold readily, and the town was built up rapidly. For a time, almost every house in the place was a boarding house. The U.S. Hotel, which was the first built of its kind in the town, was erected by Jacob von Ulrich in 1865. This was, for a time, the popular resort of the shop employees and the railroad men. Through the efforts of Reverend Randall, 
a Presbyterian minister, a chapel was erected and dedicated to God and the public schools. This structure was for a time occupied in common by the different religious denominations, but it soon became too small. Reverend J.B. Mann, about this time, succeeded in securing the erection of a Methodist chapel on 7th Street. These buildings were used until 1867, when both congregations were able to build more commodious structures. Miss Brown taught the first public school in Renova, Miss M.A. Heverly the second. Both were excellent teachers. In the spring of 1865, the railroad company erected a row of double houses on 6th Street, which accommodated 12 families. At the close of 1865, there were not a dozen dwellings east of 6th Street. In 1866, the railroad company erected a number of dwellings, principally for the officers and foremen of the company, near the still waters of Swamp Poodle. From this period, the rapid growth of Renova commenced, property increased in value, and soon the fields around the town were dotted with houses, and the streets filled with an industrious, energetic, and prosperous population, numbering in 1870 over 2,000. In 1879, the population had increased to nearly 3,000. In the spring of 1866, the place was incorporated as a borough, and the first election under the charter held. The officers elected at that time were Captain J.S. Hall, Chief Burgess, Jacob Givler, Patrick Shelley, J.Y. Rothrock, W.H. May, and Peter Quinn, Councilmen, William Hartsick, and D.M. May, Constables, W.P. Baird and John Riley, Justices of the Peace. P.C. Moyer, James Murphy, J.S. Hall, W.P. Baird, Joseph Whitby, and M. Forbes, School Directors. Dr. Reynolds and R. Walthall, Overseers of the Poor. Joseph Whitby, Judge of Election. J.D. Glenn and A. Shenefelt, Inspectors. J.R. Kendig, Auditor. Under the above counsel, the principal streets and avenues were graded, and board walks were laid. The first meeting of the council was held June 1, 1866. The first brick building in town was erected by Captain Edward T. Swain for a drugstore and dwelling, which is still there. Not until the beginning of 1872 did others use brick. In that year, Messrs. Murphy and Company erected two handsome brick business houses on Erie Avenue near the corner of 4th Street. Then followed during the same year the building of the Selly Brick Block, P. O'Hagan's Brick Store, the Binder Hotel, the National Bank Building, besides a number of handsome brick dwellings. The first brick pavement in the town was laid in 1870 by Nathan Sterner. The first dealers in merchandise in Renova were Messrs. Lowe and Monday, who began business in 1863. They sold out to Messrs. Wells and Baird. The room used by them was built on the riverbank in 1863 and afterwards moved to Erie Avenue. In its basement, ex-sheriff D.M. May kept a grocery and variety store, and the upper story was used as the office of the Renovo Record at the same time. In 1864, the firm of Wells and Baird changed into Wells, Murphy and Company, and afterwards to James Murphy, and the business of J.B. Given and Son was the next one started. It was started in 1865. 
The Renovo Industrial Cooperative Association No. 1 was started January 1, 1872, under a charter received May 1871. For 1871, there were, besides the above-named stores, six groceries and confectionaries, six dry goods stores, and six millinery and dressmaking establishments, one tobacco store, two drug stores, three merchant tailoring establishments, two bakeries, two meat markets, one stove and tinware store, one furniture store, one bank, one newspaper office, and a large library and a reading room. There was also a town hall, an odd fellows hall, a Masonic hall, a building and loan association, a cornet band, six graded schools, nine secret societies, three physicians, one lawyer, and history tells us but one able-bodied loafer. On the spot where once stood the rude cabin of William Baird, we now find a rich and prosperous town. In 1878, the borough was divided into two wards, called the First and Second Wards. On May 16, 1887, the borough, by a decree of the court, was divided into three wards, called the West, Middle, and East Wards. Under this decree, each ward was entitled to two councilmen. On January the 8th, 1889, the court decreed that the borough should have nine councilmen, three for each ward, and the number was increased at the election, which followed in November. Thank you, Martha. We'd like to thank Tracy Bruno, owner of Endless Mountain Getaway, for sponsoring our first episode of Renovo Through Time. Contact Tracy for your next stay in Renovo. You can find Endless Mountain Getaway on Airbnb and Facebook. The Renovo area is a gateway to the Appalachian Mountain Range a plateau with hundreds of hollows and valleys that were carved by runoff from glaciers that covered 30% of northern Pennsylvania. For centuries, it has been the streams and creeks running down the valleys and feeding into the west branch of the Susquehanna River that opened pathways for people to pass through the mountains to explore the beauty and natural resources of Penn's Woods. It is within those valleys and along those waterways that we find our heritage the stories that we will be sharing with you in this podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed hearing a bit about Renova's origin. Join us for Episode 2 when Martha introduces us to Miss Margaret Baird and Lou reveals the story behind Cating Mountain's Jill Woggle, Clinton County's official monster. We'd like to hear from you. Please check the Like or Unlike button below and leave a comment. Your thoughts and suggestions are valuable to helping us improve coming episodes and this podcast. It would be great if you click the subscribe button to follow the podcast and be notified when we upload the next episode. See you next time on Renovo Through Time.